This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome, welcome to Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Gee. It is the night before Thanksgiving, and you are in prime time pine time, as always. Hey, Gee, there's been this this day has just some amazing games going on, and we're gonna talk about some of our favorites. Yesterday was a very dark day in basketball because we had what the Lakers Bulls. I thought we weren't gonna talk about that game. Well, I am. Literally, just, nothing happened last. I night. am because it, nothing happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> NBA schedule? Nothing. nothing. So if you go back to the archives, you will find nothing. No. You also find nothing on Monday because Monday was not important. Monday is usually not important anyways, but exceptionally unimportant on this Monday. This is prime time. Prime time. Prime time, prime time. So we're you know what? We're gonna give you five of our favorite games of tonight. So so you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are going to go right into gameplay. So, 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 so we are going to go. Right into gameplay this week. Gee, where, where are we starting? We're starting at the top. It's got to be the top. We're, we're starting at the top. I don't know why you asked me. I'm just a poor man's Don King without, without, <laughs> without the hair, you know? <laughs> poor man's Don Of course. The, I, I thought of Don King right away when I... <laughs> Since we're not going to talk about he who is running our country or he who is running the internet right now. Just don't even, don't, don't even go to that story. <laughs> like, that story is bad. That story is so... That story is bad, bad. It's bad, bad? Well... <laughs> Suck my dick is done. The streak is over. Is the over. streak is over. If you if you saw the Twitter last night or, or no earlier Tonight. today, earlier today. I've but they're gonna get it tomorrow. So last night, <laughs> <laughs> last night tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's so, almost like a weekly TV show. Uh, hey, but this is a, so the streak is over. The game ended up being one hundred four ninety eight. Miami of all people. Yeah. Miami. Uh, the slurping stopped I, uh, can there. I, can I say something? It's not December 28th. <laughs> it's, sure. it's not December 28th. And we're a little bit. I think we just call this one a wash. Because we, we, sure. we had a bet on the we SMD. We had a, like, an entire month. We had a bet. We're so far off on it. Yeah. I, I just, let's call it a write-off. That's fine. This it, It's tax deductible for the pod. <laughs> we'll, start a new, we'll start a new bet. Okay. All right. It was for five hondos anyways. Five, hun, five hundred miniums. Yeah. 
So, okay, no, but t- let's dissect this game a little bit. So, wh- why did Boston actually lose this thing? Dion Waiters. Oh man, Dijon. Well, how do you spell Dion? Is it Dion, Dion, or Dion? There's like a multiple ways it's of spelling Dijon, it. Dijon, and oh. it's D I J O N. Of course. Yeah. He just he sealed it with a classic yellow mustard. Yeah. All right. So what happened was Boston has been kind of playing with fire a little bit. They've been able to control games at a low pace, uh, low scoring output, holding teams like Golden State and Houston to low scoring outputs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work. And they've been finding themselves against a Dallas, against another team like um, uh, tonight against Miami mm-hmm. down. They were down by 11, 12, 15 against Dallas and they came back and won. Mm hmm. Against Miami, they almost did. They almost did, made that impossible comeback. Impossible in the sense that you know they don't really have light out, light out, lights out uh, three point shooters. No, and they had a Kyrie Irving kind of struggling a little bit. And actually, who was carrying them were the were the duo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who I, I can't get enough of. No, absolutely not. But in the last couple minutes, Boston creeping up that lead down to one. It was ninety one ninety, and you saw it. The fucking world saw it because the world was on. Pause, spinning in rotation like a record and a record player, waiting for that shot heard across the world. Mm. It's the Dion Waiters, top of the backboard, <laughs> swish bomb. <laughs> it, it just it bounces. It's a. I don't know if it's like allowed in regulation. They don't actually advertise it to the incoming no. incoming draft class because it's such a terrible shot that no one really wants to you go. Know what's for funny that. is that they probably will show that clip, but they'll edit the bounce off. <laughs> They'll still have him shoot it, and it'll just go in. They'll just edit that part out. There's going to be some weird, like, static movement. But it's funny. It's back-to-back threes by Dion Waiters, by Dijon Waiters. And that sealed the game in the sense that a little too much for Kyrie Irving to take take on. They were down by one and without Kyrie Irving. And then Kyrie Irving decided to take the game over in his own hands and had a couple layups, a couple, you know, a couple and ones and stuff like that. That was pretty neat. Yeah. But I just think that the six, ten points that Dion Waiters scored in fourth was a little bit too much to overcome. You know, you know, you know what we're not talking about. We know what you know what we literally are not talking about in this. This it was it was the Kelly Olynyk comeback with without Kelly Olynyk scoring many points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I love him to death. Um, yeah. I think he's such a fun player, um, and he's so energetic, and he gets you know he's he he defines Miami in a lot of the sense, but. This is kind of Dan Waiter's team, and Goran Dragic was having quite no, a night he, too. He was he was going just going off, so just like taking shots that he shouldn't be able to take against Boston. Yeah, he just he had the right steps, right right uh, maneuvers tonight. Whatever maneuvers, yeah, that's the term. Jesus, we've been doing this a while. I can come up with better terms than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is an indication of bad things to come for Boston. I just think that this is an off night and you just need somebody to step up scoring wise. And Kyrie just didn't have it. And the other guys are playing okay, but even like Jalen Brown and Morris and everybody else, Tatum, they're just, they're not, they're all playing okay. They're not playing exceptional, at least in terms of scoring. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think like uh, Kyrie Irving kind of just made a case for top three MVP um, candidacies by this, the game against Dallas with 47 whatever. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of didn't come with the same energy and tenacity. 
um, as that game. And I think it's just because they're, like I said, they're kind of toying with their streak. If they're winning 16 games in a row, not supposed to win 16 games in a row, what are they trying to do? Are they creating this own, are they creating this on their on themselves? They don't need to be down 18 against Miami. They just ended up being that way. So I'm not necessarily concerned. This is kind of a wash, but this humbles them. You know what I mean? No, I, I they can't th- come back every game. No, I, I think it does humble them, but I, I think it also, it also points to kind of a, you know, what's happened in order for them to hit 16 is you've had Kyrie playing exceptional ball. You've had, you've had the other players stepping up, but you actually need somebody else to take charge yeah. if Kyrie is not at that level. Yeah. And he will have off nights. This is, this is case in point. Right. But there is such a squad here that, you know, you texted me earlier, is Boston going to win 70? Right. I mean, that's still in play. It, it's absolutely in play. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's certainly interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that in all a lot more depth probably this weekend. Marcus Smart and Al Horford actually are the glue to everything in this team. Mm-hmm. Nothing runs without them, in my opinion. And they didn't show up this game. That's one of the main reasons why I think they lost. But um, because you can only you can kind of always depend on 20 points from Kyrie Irving and maybe 30 points combined from Tatum and Brown. You need a little bit more, a little bit more punch from someone other it's usually Horford. Horford is playing the best in his fucking career right now. Yeah. He's never had a point guard like Kyrie. Yeah, and Hor- Horford was just terrible tonight just in terms of scoring. Yeah, and maybe he didn't need to score a whole lot, but actually he did because they were down 18. And Hassan Whiteside is quite a presence. Mm-hmm. He's, a you know, a not, like we're not even talking about him, but he had a huge impact on this mm-hmm. because Boston, they're not a three-point gunning team. They like to go into the paint a lot. Mm-hmm. And Hassan Whiteside, Bam Adebayo, and all those other players, and Kelly Olenek and all those people, they kept them, they kept them right in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's, I, you're right. I mean, the only thing that you can take away from this is Boston is humbled. Boston is going to go back to the drawing board. But if they put all of their pieces together, figure out what got exposed tonight, these guys could get on another streak. I'm 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 really convinced about that right now. I'm really convinced that ASAP Rocky is an NBA player. <laughs> He's also an O man, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another game here, Gay. I I had a chance to watch part of this one, and this one was a little bit. Actually, it was very surprising. This is OKC at Golden State. OKC ends up winning this thing, 108-91, and kind of just blows Golden State away. Some really interesting performances in this one that, like, are a little bit suspect. Um, Draymond Green, man. Draymond Green is just not... He he did not show up. Yeah. I, 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 I validated this, but he, he only had four points in this game. He has six technical fouls to date for this season. He has more technical fouls in the season than he had points. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. That's all that actually needs to be said. There's no sense being made except for their pansies and they're trying to get their, you know, um, <laughs> their underwear in a bunch, right? Like when something doesn't go right for them, they look to the refs. They complain at the refs. Steve oh, Curry yeah, does a tech. You know, people get like Curry and Katie get tossed. It didn't happen this game. Yeah. 
But they were down so big they couldn't do anything about it. Clay Thompson's bricking, Steph Curry's bricking, KD was the only one that probably had a semblance of a game. But yeah. that's because it's hard as you know, with this the idea of the rivalry brewing between OKC, Russell Westbrook, and KD. Yeah. And this was this was cool. This was the second, maybe third time that KD has played against Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And this was the time. Like this was the game to watch. Yeah, because holy crap, Russell Westbrook came to play. He was getting inside their faces, guarding KD, stealing the ball from Curry, <laughs> stealing the ball on multiple possessions. Oh my God, his, in a row, his defense was incredible this game. He if, came. If he you came. have a chance to watch watch this game back, yeah. I definitely recommend that you do this because you're going to see you're going to see Westbrook from last season. You're going to see like that performance level. Right. But I not only on the offensive side, his defense was just lights out. Mm-hmm. Some of the best defense I've seen from West, Russell Westbrook. Right. Russell Westbrook. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy and Zach Lowe were on a podcast recently uh, just talking about the doldrums of the Western Conference. And they talked. They actually stopped at OKC and they were like, what do we say about OKC? And they said something. That was very that would like to cling. I just clinged on. Yeah, Russell Westbrook has one speed. Everyone yeah. else has to play with him. Yeah, they have to adjust to him. He cannot adjust. That's true. He's not going to slow down. What you saw last year has to be the standard. Yeah, but you get you get Carmelo to play, you know, to play at that level. You get <laughs> you get you get Paul George to play at that level. Like that team is at the top of the West. It should be. I, it's star power alone. It should be. It should be. It's it's a very very interesting like. Well, the dynamic case study just in terms of like how long it's going to take. Yeah, and how people what has to happen here. Yeah, and how they even interact on and off the court. Who knows what what's going on behind the scenes? But what I think is that this fucking light of light lit a fire under their asses. Mm-hmm. This was the game that woke them up. They're fucking like almost twenty games in, and they're seeing. They're looking up at the Western Conference right mm-hmm. now. They were in the ninth place or something. They mm-hmm. even might still be. I don't even mm-hmm. remember. They're in, yeah, I think they're eighth or something like that. Okay. What that means is they got to up their ante. They got to up their game. And this was that game. This got them up on their feet. Everyone laughing. Everyone clapping and cheering. You know, Russ gets a tech. Steven Adams gets like a not so flagging, but he like pounds a dude down to the ground and stuff like that. Really fun stuff. Really fun energy. And... Chesapeake, you know, Bay Arena, whatever that place is, was mm-hmm. lit, was so excited. Oh, it's I've been there before, and it's literally one of the most fun spots. You, I, I believe one of the most fun spots in basketball that you can go to watch games. So you had a near triple-double from Russell Westbrook, and that's the standard. And if that happens, that's a recipe for success. Yes. Steven Adams has been the glue to this team, yes. getting everyone on board on, on the same page and getting all the rebounds. Carmelo needs his stuff, right? Yeah. Carmelo needs his rebounds. He played a different game tonight. Mm-hmm. He played a little bit more passive, not about himself. Yeah. And he wasn't, he was letting the game come to him a bit, not forcing action. Yeah. Paul George, 40 minutes. When Paul George plays 40 minutes, good shit happens. <laughs> exactly. Like he doesn't need to necessarily score, but when he's on there, he's guarding KD, he's guarding Clay. Like they can't score. If those tall dudes like Paul George, Carmelo, and Russ, they're not the best defenders, but if yeah. they're up there on them, and then you got Steven Adams, and then you got Andre Roberson that kind of knits it all together. Yeah. How do you score against them? It's really hard. Let, let, me, let me ask a hypothetical here for, for OKC. If you replace Andre Roberson, who's kind of just doesn't, doesn't bring much off, offensively, he does bring stuff defensively. You replace him offensively. Who do you add? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't like um, 
like from their current team or anyone? No, just any, any, because I'm saying, I'm saying you, you actually end up with an all-star caliber roster if you swap out Roberson. So my problem with this question is like, I would love to add like a, you know, like a spot up shooter, like a Bradley Beal or like a, you know, um, a quick release, like a Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. All right. Just we'll throw that out there. Yeah. But who needs the points? Who needs the ball in their hands? And who gets to the ball? If Russell Westbrook has the ball in his hands the majority of the time, mm-hmm. and when he passes, does he have to pass to one of four people? He should probably pass it to one of two people, right? Mm-hmm. To give the other stars their their ability to score. Mm-hmm. So Carmelo goes from 20 points to 10 points. He ain't about that. He's going to leave. Mm. And if Clay Thompson gets 10 shots instead of 15 shots, he's not productive. Yeah, yeah. And if Paul George gets ten shots instead of fifteen, so, so, so maybe it's right, and maybe it's just, I think it's a great maybe, composition. Maybe it just has to gel because Andre Roberson's expectations offensively are are low, but yeah. he, but he adds he adds a defensive depth along with Stephen Adams to bring this thing much much higher. Right. So, so Paul George and Andre Roberson make the duo that I really enjoy because they can switch one through four. Mm-hmm. They can guard any one of those. And then Russell Westbrook, when he wants to, can be a decent defender, as you saw tonight. Mm-hmm. And he can guard one to two or whatever, you know. Just throwing that out there, it could be a very deadly defensive team if they, as you say, gel. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're looking up. This game lit the fuse. I think you're going to see a little bit more action, a little bit more activity, and a little bit more hunger out of them. And this was that game. If you take down the best of the best, you're doing something right. Oh, no. I, or you're on the right track. You absolutely are. Um, by the way, just the complaints to the refs in this one from Durant and from Curry were, yeah, were obnoxious. Yeah. Were obnoxious. And I like I like to watch those guys, but watching Curry every single motion just go back to the refs and complain ab- about Russ like just taking advantage of him I on certain plays. It was it was nauseating. So I'm glad they got kind of knocked off. It's gonna bring some additional intensity later on in the season, which is going to be a lot of fun. All right, we got to keep moving. So keep it moving. Next game is New York and Toronto. New York takes this one, 108-100. Um, New York is fifth in the East right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means because last week we had Orlando second in the West or second in the East, and like two weeks or three weeks ago we had yeah, fair, fair, we had, we had fair, Memphis. fair enough. Don't, don't, don't chastise my my stat here. No, 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 no. I'm not. But like, and we had Memphis and LA, you know, like first in the West. Uh, Clippers, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that shit does not last. But what's funny is that this is already like a quarter way through. They've figured out a little bit of their identity. They've figured out that, you know, it's heavy usage from two or three players. Yeah. Porzingis, Hardaway Jr., and that's kind of all that matters. Mm-hmm. And there might be a splash of Enos Cantor or Nilakina or, you know, uh, Kyle Quinn or whatever. But really, it's just the two dudes, maybe Courtney and Lily and everything. What's amazing about it is that what you just said uh, prior to the podcast is that Hardaway Jr. is kind of becoming. He's a foundational player. He's becoming a foundational player. I don't think he's complete all star caliber yet. But like if you're going to if you're going to build a team and build a franchise up from really just a struggle fucking bus. Like just build them up to next level. He is he is like an asset right now. He's a good second option. Um if you run the offense through a triangle like process with uh Porzingis, you're gonna have Hardaway getting good shots. 
And by the way, Hardaway is getting amazing shots. I mean, look at his look at just his stats tonight. 38, 6, and 7. I mean, that's that's stupid. Like that's MVP like. Yeah. <laughs> he's not an MVP. No, but 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 he will get attention, and I think he's he's gonna warrant a much bigger contract so why as, we, we, as we uh move forward. Why this game mattered was that they were tackling the top one of the top teams of the East, and they beat them, they dethroned them, they crushed them. 41 points in the third quarter to 10. Toronto at halftime came out flat. After halftime, they said, let's not even play in this game. <laughs> New York took their lunch money, man. And what's so cool about this is that New York has so much room to grow. New York has so much potential. Yeah. They don't even know where their starting point guard is, what their two guard looks like, mm-hmm. what their, you know, what their roster could look like in two or three years. But they have so much room to grow this season. And they're going to probably find it in the postseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to ride this. Porzingis can be a 30-point player every fucking game. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's able to get a shot at any point, at any point uh, on the court, really. He's too tall. No one can fucking block his shit. <laughs> no you, way. And he's he's just a total asset player. I mean, yeah. he he's he is like Greek Freak. He's I but I contend he's better than Greek Freak when he's at his when he's at his max. He's yeah. got He's a better yeah. shooter than Greek. He's got is. range for days. And what I love about Hardaway, and you know, we can probably stop talking about him a bit, but is he's just a hyper athlete, man. He's he can dunk, he can, you know, create a shot for himself. Mm-hmm. So in an ISO situation, you know, when it's five seconds left on the shot clock, he can do it himself, you know? There's no ability that he needs to have the ball given to him. Mm-hmm. He just gets it, he takes it. And I love what Hornacek has been doing. Um on the contrary, <laughs> Toronto. I you are you are like shoulder deep in your own blood right now. Yeah. Like I, I like this team. I hate this team, but I like that this has been so um, con, con, um continuity between yeah. the players. They played with each other for a while, and they've kind of inserted a few young players that have really kind of helped the team meld into something. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka is a max player, not doing a whole lot. Um, nine, Jonas, yeah, nine, two, and one in this game. Jonas Valanciunas is kind of finding himself like obsolete. Mm-hmm. Because he's outdated, um, because he can't shoot the three, because he can't space the floor. <laughs> I, I just want like, I want that food stamp, like like a food stamp on a, on a Valanciunas jersey. Expired. You're expired. Fifty <laughs> percent off manager special. <laughs> it was it buy it, it was buy two get one free. Yeah. <laughs> if we're if we're gonna you know portray it in Toronto terms, no, I oh. I don't know. I it's it's funny and it's just like. It really has to be foundationally. Lowry and DeRozan have to show up basically every night, mm-hmm. and and everybody else kind of fills in. They can go a little ways down on the bench, but they can't go that far. So I agree completely, and I think that's very similar and akin to Portland. Two players dominating the usage and dominating the shots. Of, that gets everyone out of rhythm. They're just watching other people play ball. Yeah. And so when the ball gets to you, you're like, I have to quick make a shot. But then you're Jonas Valanciunas at the top of the rim. You're not scoring. You know, you're not fucking, or top of the key, whatever. You're not shooting it even there from there. Mm-hmm. I have issues with this roster composition, but I've had issues with this roster composition <laughs> for years. For years. So, yeah, it's just like... Why even go into that? Yeah, well, like, yeah. just let it be, but just understand where it's going to break down because yeah. inevitably it's going to break down. Toronto is doing something new this year, and that's actually shooting the three. At one point, they had one player last year shooting the three, and that was like Terrence Ross or Norman Powell or whatever. Now they have DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, CJ Miles. They have a lot of players that are shooting the three now. Yeah. Good for them. 
38 threes. That's 38 more than last year. Wow. <laughs> 38 threes. They're going to rival Houston yeah, pretty soon. Sure, maybe. But they miss them all. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any lessons learned from tonight's pod, yeah. it's Toronto cannot shoot threes. Right. And we will always take the under. We <laughs> yeah. will always take the under on this. Right. All right. That's that's enough. I can't. There's not much more to that game. I want to talk a little bit more about New York as the season. I'm just excited. As the season progresses. Absolutely excited. What a but, joy, right? The Knicks are in the but, Knicks. Yeah, the, the, the Knicks, the, the paper bags are under the seats right now. <laughs> yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right, here's a here's another game coming at you. Uh, Charlotte and Washington, and I don't really want to get into this that much, but this ended up going to OT, and it ended up being 129-124 Charlotte over Washington. Pretty interesting here just in terms of, like, how close it got at the end. Did, did you – you watched just a little bit of this, didn't you? Yeah. Um Enough to really comment that Washington is a scary team right now. Scary in a bad way, much like Toronto. Yeah. Same kind of deal. Situation where they have continuity, but they have, you know, a couple players dominating the shot, you know, selection. Why are they losing to trash teams? You know, Charlotte is not a trash team, but why are they losing to teams like Dallas? Why are they losing to teams like, you know, I don't know. The bottom of the East. And it pisses me off because this should be a top fucking team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And they're fucking like, you know, eight and ten or something stupid. They're squandering in a way. Yeah. (laughs) They need to actually let Marcin Gortat loose and let him just like run around uh, uh, the fields of Washington and look for corn. (laughs) And I don't know what I'm saying. They need to bring in someone not Marcin Gortat. (laughs) I was thinking of signs. Like... Swing away. Like, I don't know what I was doing. I was just like, let's just talk about crop fields and shit. And let, just let him go missing. It's Martin Corton is the lead actor in science. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know why my head is I don't there. know. There, there's not that much to this game. I, th- I think you're right. I think the only point here is Washington, you are a better team. Charlotte, you're okay. Dwight has some pretty interesting defensive play in this game, forcing this kind of into OT. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm optimistic that Charlotte can make the playoffs, but I don't know. It's so early that I don't even really want to get into that. Well we're almost to the point where it's actually not too early. Um it's right about the time where you can kind of see who's probably going to uh propagate into the postseason. Yeah. I think Charlotte, I wrote them off because I thought, you know, Nick Batum was out for the season and I thought Dwight had nothing in the fucking gas tank. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. I think Charlotte has found a rhythm, has found some sort of, you know, cool runnings attitude. And they have uh, Marvin Williams, you know, guarding, you know, cat guarding like centers. I don't understand how that works, but it works. You have you know, Kid Gilchrist and Batum switching on everything. And they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have Kemba Walker with like the, you know, Damien and his veins kind of play style. And you have like uh, Jeremy Lamb and um, Jeremy Lamb was incredible. And like Kaminsky and other players like uh, Co- um, that's it. And um and bacon and those <laughs> and those two or three players have really brought a, a punch off the bench that they've, they've never had. Yeah, and 
if they can kind of stay at like the 85 to 90 point range, yeah. their defense is good enough to probably win half of those games. You know what? But the great thing is, Gabe, that you did not pick any of those games. So I know, right. I'm still going to climb over you in, in the 1230 project. Yes, every Charlotte game. <laughs> every half of a Charlotte game, yes. Okay, let's let's go to our uh, our last game for the evening, and that is Milwaukee and Phoenix. Milwaukee ends up winning 113-107. Um, this game goes to OT, though, and I think there's... there. This game goes to OT, and there's kind of a... There's a big thing happening here because Greek Freak is out, I think, with... Was it a back injury or an ankle injury or... That I did in, not even know. An injury of some kind. He was out for an injury, huh? Yes. D- DNP rest. By the way, by the way, I do have to share it now that I I officially on air have exposed. I have lost one bet uh, because Greek Freak being out has now mm. dropped to twenty nine point seven points. That's so, ridiculous. So I have a feeling that I actually agreed with you on the bet. So. You didn't well, what, okay, we'll go to the we'll, we'll go to, to Secaucus for the playback. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, for five Hondos, I'm, <laughs> I'm letting you listen to that episode again. Um, so I didn't actually even know that, but um, which is embarrassing. So I pretended that he was in the game the whole time. Um, <laughs> here's the here's the reason why this game was so meaningful, is that this is the trade after the tweet. I don't want to be here. Yes, he's hair salon. Like, where did he go? He went to this team. He forces his way out. Greg Monroe starts for Phoenix apparently now. Yeah. And he gets a you know, season high of 22. But Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, the president, and uh, Thonmaker and everyone else killed it, man. Without Greek Freak, they showed that they can win. They showed they had poise. They showed they had, uh, you know, maturity beyond their Absol- probably their years, really. Absolutely. And I just... I. Just Middleton, what he what he showed in this game, forty nine and three, um, man, what what a step up! But I I think it's, I think someone like him has to capitalize on nights like this because he he really is second fiddle to Greek Freak. Yeah. But I mean, they all have just tremendous assets. But I think they're they're going to use these nights to uh, to really portray what their true abilities are. Sure. Um, well, and their true abilities is like Eric Bledsoe can be a number one option. Oh, absolutely. Eric Bledsoe against his former team really wanted to come out and just nail it. And he did. He scored like 17 this. points in the first quarter kind of thing. Yeah. it's You have three players. Three players can go for 85 points this game. Yeah. So right. <laughs> with Middleton, Bledsoe, and, uh, and Thon. Yeah. Like 86 points. And uh, Middleton didn't even sit down, basically. Um, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Phoenix. Bledsoe with 45 minutes in yeah, this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, and Middleton with forty six. So with um the other guy, Phoenix. Um, you have a whole lot of youth and a whole lot of nothing. Oh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Th- you have you have a whole lot of no identity. You you just don't know where to go except for T.J. Warren and Devin Booker can score points on a bad team. Devin Booker is much better than I'm trying to advertise right now. Yeah. But it's such a bad team that it's like someone has to shoot, right? Someone has to score, mm-hmm. and he's he's probably the best option, probably one of the only options. And what's so cool about Phoenix? But TJ Warren is not that bad of a player. Yeah, I know. And who really knows who he is or who he can become? No, no one basically, because yeah. no one follows the Suns. 
But so with uh, Devin Booker, you have a dude who's a little undersized, who can play the one a little bit, um, but just has a lot of tenacity in terms of being able to shoot. He So much so that he made that game, the game-tying buzzer beater, to force it into overtime. But what happened in overtime is he was just shut out. Why can't he continue that momentum? Why can't he make his own shot? Like, it's a, it's a problem. And I mm-hmm. see it like, if he's the number one option on a team, like, sure, he can score 70 points. But when it really fucking matters, he's not there. <laughs> so I have, I have an issue with Devin Booker long term, but he's a cool Clay Thompson second option. In my opinion, yeah. on a championship level team, he's the second option. So Phoenix, tank like you've never tanked before. <laughs> Find that dude straight in the draft. Straight down. Straight down all the way. Yeah. And I'm cool that, I'm cool that you're trying to, trying to stay competitive, but lose every fucking game. If you want to be a competitive team future in the future, lose every fucking game. Oh, my God. All right, so there's, I think that wraps up the games that we're going to highlight tonight. But there's a couple of, there's a couple of just highlights that happened this evening. LeBron tries to throw down a dunk on a fast break and misses, and basically this ball bounces, it essentially bounces back to like half court yeah. or something. Just how bad he missed this, right? Just shankaroni the the Cleveland treat right right there, right? Unbelievable, man. Well, also, so- what? Tonight was the night that Harrison Barnes ended up winning the game versus Memphis. <laughs> I fucking hate Harrison Barnes, but apparently he can win a game here and there. A game, a game winner. Yeah. Oh, from Harrison, I like. I'm like, is this right? Is this real? <laughs> Do I want to even watch the replay of this? It doesn't matter. Did it make a sound? You know what made a sound? Mm. It's not. It's not Christmas yet. But in terms of just like decorations and like, you know, lights and spirit, there's nothing better than seeing a tree full of hoops. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. You know, a tree getting that spirit, you know. A tr- uh, yeah. A tree full of hoops. We'll have to share this on uh, on the Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, but man, Shaq assembled this. I think that's th- that really is the first Christmas tree I need I need for uh, Studio 116 here. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to ask a more I want to ask a more serious question, Gabe. Sure. B- because we're, you know, we're, we're in, prime time, pine we're, time. We're, we're, we're prime time, pine time. We're in the NBA. It's it's nearly Thanksgiving. What are you what are you think? What three things are you thankful for in the NBA right now? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's Twitter. <laughs> Joel Embiid's Instagram. <laughs> oh my. This was a serious question, though, so that was pretty serious. <laughs> Zip it. Answer the fucking question yourself, man. Uh, Houston's three-point shooting continuing to go up. Christoph Porzingis and Greek Freak when he's back. Yeah. Unbelievable, just in terms of the caliber of play. Also... I'd, I know I said three. A distant fourth is really Russell and Durant going at it. That was just what we at, needed. And full tenacity. Yeah. I mean, that's I love that. I that's love dinner that. conversation so, tomorrow. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we get to talk about you tomorrow. <laughs> because yesterday, the day that will always be forgotten as a day that had no basketball. <laughs> <laughs> just go back. Just yeah. go back. Find your favorite basketball movies yeah. tomorrow. Right. Look at the box scores. What do you do on a day like today? You, you look at the box scores. You look at the box scores. You get ready for Friday. Yeah. So if you're following along, and one of the things that 
we're going to talk about on our Saturday podcast is we're going to talk a little bit about we have a we have a bet coming up, Gabe. Oh, we have a bet about who is going to score more on Friday because oh. of being so thankful for that day off on Thursday. Yes, I have Kyrie Irving coming, especially especially after tonight. I yeah. th- I think he's gonna he's gonna make a run for it. So who right. do you, who do you have? Kristaps Porzingis. Oh no! Oh no! That that's not good. But follow follow along. Yeah. Uh, we'll update the twelve thirty project. I have. Oh God! I'm. I'm so excited to talk about this, especially with that DG. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a Venn diagram project that I've been working yes, on. Yes. So we'll, uh, you know, all about the Vens. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get into that mm-hmm. just a little bit more. Um, also, we're going to get into our games of the week, leagues, you know, every everything else that the pine is accustomed to showing. Yes, all the pine, all the time, prime, prime and, time, pine time. And while you dine, we out. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Peace. You can find us on Almighty Baller Radio for all of our episodes. Also, there's a whole host of awesome basketball podcasts on Almighty Baller. Please go check them out. These are our friends and colleagues. These guys are as versed, if not more, in the NBA than we are. So I'd love for you to connect with them so you guys can keep streaming basketball knowledge nonstop throughout the season. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brett Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.